Oh, hello everybody. How are we doing this fine Tuesday? Starting a little late here. Episode uh, 24 here of the After Hours of the Donnie Grubb Band. And by Donnie Grubb Band, we mean Kit Holoff and our buddy, Josh Blixt. How you doing today, Josh? I'm doing well, man. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still going through puberty. I was going to say, I had a little puberty hit you there. Yeah, we were supposed to have a Mr. Donnie Grubb hanging with us, but... I think he had some uh, family engagements that he couldn't get out of today. So, starting a little bit later than normal, but uh, I think we're going to have a good time, huh, Josh? Oh, yeah, definitely. Nice, yeah, man. Have a blast. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't get enough of me, right? You, you did the podcast a few weeks with us there and just yeah. had too much of a good time. It was a hoot. I always like watching you guys gab and, and stuff. Uh, yeah, and you have some pretty cool guests and people that you hang out with, too. So Absolutely, man. Yeah, Absolutely. So we're hanging out at uh, what we call Skylab Studio, right? Yeah. At least that's what I call it. I don't know what you call it. It kind of took that name on itself. <laughs> that's what people started calling it. I think it's a perfect name for this place. Yeah. It kind of throws it back. Was that the 90s that uh, Skylab was around? Wait, it was an actual thing? Yeah, the Skylab. That was a uh, was the, before the International Space Station. It was a really? space station. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, man. I think it like actually kind of blew up over... Let's take a look here real quick. I did not know that. Dude, yeah, Skylab's a real thing. Let's see if we can find this. Yeah, the first U.S. space station. Uh, launch date, March, or sorry, May 14th, 1973 at 5.30 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> From what I remember, I thought that it, like, burned up in the sky. Like, let's see what happened here. I think it fell out of uh, orbit. Unable to be reboosted. The space shuttle which was not ready until 1980s. Skylab's orbit decayed and disintegrated in the atmosphere July 11th, 1979. So what they got? Eh, they got a few good years. So about six years on that? Is that what that is? Dang, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, man. I had no idea this whole time. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't call this place that because of, because of that, because that'd be a little dark. That'd yeah. be a little dark. Well, I, I just think it's because our buddy Skyler, like yeah. he's our connection to this area here. Definitely. And yeah. it totally makes sense. Yeah. I think we got that from Uncle Tony. Yes. Do you ever uh, do you ever meet Tony? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tony to death. Man. Tony too. He <laughs> called it Skylab and I thought that was the best name that I could ever yeah. come up with here. Yep. So Josh and I we record, you know, in this area along with Donnie and our buddy Skyler, Skyler Hale. Skylar Hale has a few cool videos that he's produced. Recently? Not recently. Oh. In the last few years, he's kind of yeah. hung out and done that whole thing. Oh, yeah. I do remember one of the... With, uh, what's his name? Guthrie? Not Guthrie. Vaughn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vaughn Guthrie. I think it is Vaughn Guthrie. That dude's really talented. I like I like him. Yeah, dude. All those guys. Like Everybody Skylar hangs out with. Everybody we hang out with is uh, awful... Awful uh, talented. <laughs> Need awful to finish talented. that thought there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. They're all awful. That's true. Talented. Awful talented. <laughs> How's your week been, bud? Pretty good. Um, slow getting started. Computer issues. Um, but overall pretty good. I have been, I think last week I was here like at least six hours a day, every day. Yeah, I kept seeing... Uh, motion detected on our nice little uh yeah uh, security app that we have now it's pretty cool to be able to tell when somebody's in here yeah it is nice it really is except for you know when somebody's you, you don't yeah yeah you just you gotta be careful what you're looking in on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there is a really pink couch over there <laughs> that there is from what i understand um, and the other thing I saw, did you see the other day there was this like orb thing that kind of came down? I did see that. That happened a few times. Was now that? that now that I think about it, like that happened once or twice. And uh, yeah, no, it was pretty magical. <laughs> I was like, whoa. What is happening right the apparition. now? Apparition. Apparition. <laughs> That's funny. Hmm. I don't think our chats are showing up again. I spent all that time trying to get the chats working. Damn it. That or, you know, nobody's really watching. That's probably more what it is. (laughs) Uh, We have fun either way. Yeah, we'll have a good time. So, you got anything that you're working on? I know uh, you had a little uh, video, live video that you did a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, that was uh, an interesting experience. 
um, you know, I, I, uh, it was the first time we had all played together in a while. So, uh, it, it was a little bit, you know, different for me and pretty raw. Yeah. Like coming back from, from my injury, like that was, that was really my first attempt at playing a show. Yeah. You know, for, I mean, since February 5th was my surgery. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was quite some time with, with not really much playing. And then I, I think I made like three rehearsals and I mean, I sat in on rehearsals, mm-hmm. but not playing very much. Yeah, man, you were all over the map. You like hurt both your hands, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, some kind of uh, connective tissue disorder that's kind of undiagnosed still, but uh, it's wreaking havoc for sure. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't. I haven't really talked about it before, but it's getting to the point where it's pretty obvious in my daily activities so oh, bummer man that's no good yeah. especially yeah. when that's like how you make money and stuff yeah you know? well and i mean regardless of what i do if, if i had to type it it would hinder me there if mm-hmm. um i mean and i can i can do a reasonably good job at, at that kind of thing but it's still just like you know whose hands are these these aren't mine it sucks it, man it's weird do they got like a name for kind of what you're dealing with or is it just um, the doctors don't really know the one name that that popped up that I I was evaluated for is called Ellers Danlos. Ellers Danlos. Yeah, or Danlo. I can't. It's two like foreign doctors from Europe or something. Hmm. Um, and basically, the for starters, the average person who has that um, the average life expectancy is forty eight years. Dang, dude. Um, I hope you don't have that. Yeah, I hope I don't too. Um, and I I met with a genetics doctor that evaluated me based mm-hmm. on my history and family history, and um, she doesn't think that I have it, but I exhibit some of the symptoms from it. Oh, man. So I have kind of what's called loose jointedness, so I'm super prone to injury uh, in my elbows, my shoulders, my wrists. Dude, yeah, um, don't mess with that at all. Yeah, well, and I mean, I used to be into downhill mountain biking and weightlifting. And not anymore. No. Gosh, that stinks, man. Yeah, How old are you? 27. Holy man, yeah. Yeah, so I have I have a downhill bike and I have a cross-country bike. Actually, Scott has the cross-country bike. Oh, does he? But, uh, yeah, I've, they've been sitting thousands of dollars worth of bikes just, just Chilling, not, yep. doing, uh, not doing what you'd want it to do. Yep. That's a bummer, man. Gosh, I hope you get that crazy. figured out. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, but I mean, all I all I can do is, uh, you know, take care of what I can control and and try and move forward. Yeah. What kind of do you have like exercises that you can do that kind of strengthen, or is it like you try to keep away from strengthening? Like, see, that's the hardest thing is there's a balance between uh, trying to exercise and just resting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like I have to stay in this kind of green zone where I'm not overdoing either one of those. If I rest too much, I get weak. If I if I overexercise, it's weird, but I get weak because mm. it doesn't like, you know, you lift weights, you eventually your muscle uh hypertrophy, you you build muscle, right? Yeah. So it's like imagine that same thing if that muscle didn't replenish itself as fast. No oh, man. So mine takes like four to five times as long to do that. Um, and because of that, I have, you know, just weakness and sucks, instability man. and joints and, and that kind of stuff. That bums me out, man. I don't yeah. like hearing that at all. Yeah. It's, it's really, uh, I mean, it's tough. Not really. I mean, you look at me and I'm, you know, I've, you're a fine strapping young like lad, 27 yeah. year old lad. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the smallest thing can hurt me. So That's a bummer, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of no, hard. Get that figured out, man. Have, uh, have you had uh, anybody that could give you any kind of answers whatsoever? Yeah, well, uh, after my my first surgeries in 2014, mm-hmm. uh, when I was, I think it was like 20, 21, and um, it never really healed right, and I went on this like everlasting goose hunt trying to figure out why uh, why it didn't heal. And uh, I saw pretty much all the top doctors here, you know, surgeons and everything. And um, I, I kept getting the answer, we can't help you. 
um, or you know, put down the guitar, which I'm yeah, not going to accept. You're not going to do that. Well, yeah. dude, that's I'll, awesome. I will Don't never do that. accept that. No. Um, so I, um, I have a wonderful aunt uh, who was some kind of like higher up nurse mm-hmm. um, for years and years. Um, and she had some kind of, uh, I think she actually had the ulnar nerve thing. Like I had the ulnar nerve transposition, uh, but she had this doctor that's like the guru of this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he's an American in, uh, Kirkland, Washington. So I flew up to see him and, you know, I had to pay cash for that visit and, and it was shoot oh, close to $500 just for an office visit. Dang. But he spent two and a half hours with me. That's good. And after I kind of told him the gist of my story, he said two things. There is something going on Mm -hmm. and you're not crazy. And the third thing he said was, uh, I can help you. Oh, awesome. So he gave me like a four year window to get my, my left arm taken care of, which at the time I had no issues with my right arm. Yeah. Um, you know, so I was like, okay, this is the guy. And then, um, my insurance kind of dropped the ball and, um, they, they won't let me go out of state at all. Really? Yeah. So I tried to get all these, I had so, so many letters and, um, I have like seven different letters from this doctor, um, in Washington saying this, this guy has weird, uncommon symptoms basically. And I am the closest person to him that is able to do able it, to like do able anything to deal with it, wow. right? Safely, um, and they—it's—it's uh, it's weird. They approved two office visits, but they didn't approve surgery. Just because he's out of state, yeah. That's so, so weird, and, man. And what's really weird is they never even let me use the office visits. Really? Yeah. So that you were I, approved for already? Yeah. So they approved something that they shouldn't have approved technically because it it got messed up in their system or something and so here i am with all this hope and then you know crash and burn so i've i never i haven't made it there and i was gonna try and go this year this was the last year um from uh about i think it was in july i have a year from july uh to get this done yeah and i saw him in 2017 so he gave me like a i think it was a five-year window before this can't be fixed. Oh my gosh. So he said I can make a full recovery with my left arm. Um, and then COVID. Right. You know, so they're not seeing anybody from out of state right oh now. Oh my gosh. And I'm prepared to pay cash. Wow, man. Wow. So, That's insane, man. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, that yeah, sucks uh, so bad. It's it's really, really hard to uh, to deal with that for sure. Wow. Well, I'm hoping for you, dude. I'm 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 cheering Thanks, for you. Yeah, I, 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 I I think you'll power through this because you're the man. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm still making music. It might not be with a guitar all the time, but I'm I'm definitely still making music. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people that have been watching me and and wondering, okay, this guy's done all this stuff. Like, where where's his recordings? You know, like yeah. why why hasn't he finished anything? And it's it's nothing more than I don't think it's going to be good enough in this condition and I'm trying to get healthy, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's also the perfectionist and the musician right there yeah. talking, you know? Yeah, true. It's, uh, it's almost like we need that, that muse to be there and just be like, Hey man, just go yeah. do your thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? Uh, it'll get done. You just need to start doing it. Yeah. But, I'm definitely trying. Um, and there's a lot more editing than I would like, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So, uh, have you done any kind of collaboration with anybody as you're writing stuff? Um, I'm always looking to do more. Um, it's, it's really weird because people get, people get kind of wigged out about that stuff sometimes. And it's, it doesn't really make sense why I, I definitely, um, have done that. I mean, I've, Mm -hmm. I've even gotten to write a song with Earl Bud Lee. Um, he wrote uh, "Friends in Low Places" yeah. and "One Night at a Time." Uh, no joke. Who are you when I'm not looking? You know, and uh, one of the most amazing experiences in my life. And I, I had some good buddies there for that too. 
um, J. Michael Harder, and um, I think Bill Harder was there. And, um, yeah, amazing experience. But yeah, I mean, I've had I've had several experiences like that, and we even we got a whole song out of that. And this this lingering thing just makes me, you know, put it on hold somehow. And I I try and try and do it, and it just never seems to to come out right for me the the first time yeah and then well and it seems like uh everybody that i know that's like awesome at writing tunes and you know like the people that i look at up to that i'm just like gosh i don't even know how you do that it, it, they all started somewhere you know yeah and they all just you know i don't think they were perfect when they first did it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i think it's always been one of those things where it's just you know the more you do it just True. like playing your instrument, you know. Yeah, definitely. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah. You know? And the, the less uh, anal retentive you are, <laughs> uh, there's surprising things that come out of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I definitely am my own worst critic, you know. Um, yeah. The hardest thing for me is remaining objective, I think. You know, keeping that, that uh, you know, like when you come back from vacation, you look at everything with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. And listen to everything with fresh ears, and um, I feel like I'm very bad at holding on to that. Yeah. Um, sometimes, but uh, I mean, recently I've I've kind of started to overcome that. I feel like, but um, yeah, it it's challenging. But there's there's also back to the writing with other people and that yeah. kind of thing. There's a lot of local people that that I want to write with. Um, and that I mean, I talked to I talked to all sorts of people. A good friend of mine, Dylan Thomas, mm-hmm. um, one of the most amazing creatives I've ever met in my life. Him mm-hmm. and I kind of grew up together, um, and uh, phenomenal bassist. I don't know if you've ever met him. Oh, I don't think I have. Okay, Name doesn't sound familiar. Sadly, so Dylan is actually how I met Skyler. Oh, okay, through, through Stetson. Oh, okay, yeah, and. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's funny how everybody's kind of connected. I mean, yeah. granted, you know, we're in Mesa here. Yeah, it's we, s- we grew up in Gilbert, which isn't too far away, but right. still, it just shows how how tiny this world can be of ours. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, there's there's several people I could I could probably name a dozen, you know, like that that I'm just like blown away by, and we all got our own stuff going on mm-hmm. at at the same time and just different places, um, like. And a lot of these people, we all play at the same venues. Yeah, but you know, different times, and we're all gigging. No, absolutely. All the time, except for right. Except now. for right now. Now's like the perfect time to be getting in exactly. here and doing all this. I've seen that you you have been working with people in here. Yeah, I actually just had a a band come in here that I'm really excited about. Um, they call themselves the Acre Claim. Acre and, Claim. Yeah, that's a pretty awesome name. Yeah, <laughs> Acre Claim, and. It's it's really interesting. They're they're super cool guys and very very good creatives mm-hmm. um, and good musicians on top of it. Um, and they don't have a bass player right now. Like there is no mm. bass, and the music doesn't really need it yet. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see. I'm kind of producing them. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if it if it goes in that direction, but. They sound really good as a three-piece, just with drums, um, a rhythm acoustic vocal, and then a lead electric guitar. Awesome, man. Yeah. So. Um, That's cool. Are they playing around town, you said? No. No, they're. Not at all? They they had stuff on the books that got um, that got canned because of COVID. They had never really played together on stage before. It sucks. Yeah. So, but they're, after listening to them, I mean, it's only a matter of time, so. Well, that's awesome, man. So yeah. you're jumping in there and you're yeah. helping them out a little bit? Yeah. So we finished uh, a seven-song demo, um, you know, just set up the mics and just kind of let them go. And uh, right now I think they're working on writing parts. Um, and then I haven't really told them this, but if we move towards more of the production thing, we're actually going to be finishing the project in Hollywood. Oh, wow. At Barefoot Studios. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah you've been talking about that place yeah. for a little bit now. Yeah, so I'm going to, we're, we're going to look at booking some time there, and um, their their music kind of calls for, um, like, vibraphone and and um, and that kind of thing. 
um, some of the more orchestral stuff, maybe some horn parts. Are they like a singer-songwriter, or what kind of music are they? I almost kind of expected country just by the name of it. It's kind of a new-age folk huh. kind of thing. Uh, like like, okay, uh, I could see some vibes in there. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Bar Brothers or uh, what's that guy, uh, Bon Iver. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I don't know how name. to pronounce his name either. <laughs> I've read it ten thousand times. I got the Bond though. part of that yeah. pretty well. Pretty well. Good old Bond. Bond. Yeah, that guy is amazing. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool because he just writes really. Um, back to the singer of this group that I'm working with, um, he writes really, really interesting things, and he hasn't really been swayed by by much outside like information mm-hmm. you know in his writing so it's really raw in a way um but it's it's cohesive and it's really good um so when you say sway like you don't really hear uh you don't really hear uh, like uh, any other style in it or so he's not writing to please anybody other than himself okay. right now you know or when he wrote these songs that I've heard so far um at least that's the impression I get mm-hmm. um and there's some stuff that's like you know, kind of out there, but it, it makes sense and it's really cool. Um, and it, it comes from a really good place, uh, for him. So it, you know, I have a good feeling about it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That sounds cool, man. I can't wait to see how that all turns out. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Yeah, man. So that's cool. Yeah. We've been working with them. I see you have Tommy in here kind of playing some Tommy's actually on, also. He's on that project. Oh, is he on that drums. project? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Tommy yep. Asado. Shoot out to our buddy Tommy. Yeah. Man, I love Tommy to death. I do too. He's a he's a sweetheart. Yeah. It's a sweetheart. We're all yeah. we're all getting families and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> man. I am I am mad at him a little bit for selling his vibraphone though. Oh, I didn't know he had a vibraphone. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he sells almost everything he has except for his drums. He he, he does that kind of thing. <laughs> You know, but, you know, we all do our own thing. We all but. do. I, I know I own at least two things in this studio, maybe three things <laughs> that Tommy Asado once had. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 So, Mr. Tommy, thank you for that. Appreciate it, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. So, you've been playing around out here for a while. How long have you been playing? Well, let's just say how long have you been playing guitar? You know, the first gig I played out here. Um, I was 13 years old mm-hmm. and it was at Dos Gringos. Which one? In, uh, on Greenfield in, uh, the 60. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, and that was about three years into my playing endeavors. I started playing when I was about 10 years old. Um, and I started taking lessons pretty much at that age. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I didn't know Dos had, uh, music yeah there was this acoustic duo out there i i honestly can't even remember their name um but i i I don't even remember how they came to fruition i think we saw them we were eating dinner my my family uh was eating dinner and my i think my dad went up and talked to him he's Mm -hmm. he's a great talker he just yeah anybody's friend um and uh i think he said yeah next time you guys come down uh you know bring your guitar with you so i Went down with my Strat and there you uh, go. I forget what amp I was playing on. At with the, time. the Strat, huh? That's yeah. kind of surprising. Yeah, my first. Thought you would have been a telly guy from your from the get go there. No, you know it's an interesting story that Strat was my first real guitar, mm-hmm. and uh, it was given to me yeah. by my first instructor. Really? At a time when my family was not well off. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, we weren't like poor or like yeah. we weren't struggling but like to eat or something weren't like ready that. to throw down for a but guitar my yeah my parents couldn't have swung that but this teacher believed in me so much that he uh he gave it to me for christmas dude that's awesome yeah. what, what was what's his name dude kevin mohat kevin mohat is he still around yeah. oh yeah i'm actually i was just recording a uh a song for him he he just had his shoulder replaced uh, Dang, dude, your guitarists are beat up all the time. I think yeah. it's just a musician well, thing. <laughs> oh, he's an interesting guy. You need to talk to him sometime on on this. Yeah, he, he's done some amazing things in his life. Um, 
but he was into martial arts, and that's how he really? did it. Really? Oh, yeah. So he did it the real way. people up there. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. But, um, yeah, Kevin uh, is still a very, very good friend and, um, you know, practically family. Um, and he's helped me in, you know, low lows, and he's been there in high highs. And Yeah. That's yeah, awesome, man. All of it. That's cool, dude. No, I'd be really interested in getting to meet him. I uh, Speaking of, like, talking to your instructors and stuff like that, I just uh, got to hang out with my uh, old drum set teacher last night. I helped really? him set up, some, uh, uh, set up some studio equipment that he just bought, and apparently he's never, ever done any of it before. So yeah. it's like, hey, man, I have no idea how to make <laughs> my Dossie this. I don't know how this works. Yeah. Like, I'll come over and help you. That's <laughs> so, so cool. Rolled out, and I hung out with him for about – maybe 45 minutes, an hour last night, and just kind of helped him set it up. Got him set up on Reaper. Nice. Yeah. He, okay. he, he, had, uh, he had Pro Tools first. And yeah. for, apparently Pro Tools first, you can only have, uh, if you have 16 channels, right, that are available to you to record simultaneously, you can only do four. <laughs> right? I got into that. Good and Pro Tools. <laughs> I went to go and try to, you know, yeah. get them all set up and started. And I'm like, yeah. Why is it only showing the first four channels? Like, that was infuriating. That must be how they get, like, podcasters into it or something, you know? I, I, well, I think it's, like, and even, like, GarageBand, I think you can record more than yeah. four simultaneously yeah. initially. So, I mean, I could have, I totally should have pointed them in the route of GarageBand, you know? Yeah. But, have you ever messed around with Reaper? I've heard of it. Isn't that, that's one of the most primitive names in, in DAW, isn't it? I don't know if, if it's, it's one of the I'm most primitive. Of, like Nuendo or like one um, of the oldest. No. Do you remember Winamp back in the day? I remember the name. I don't remember what it did. Winamp. Um, th- that was like, uh, it's still around, but like back in the day, it was like the first really big uh, uh, like thing that you could just play multimedia on and like okay. music, I should say, not multimedia, music. So like when I say that, it's like it would be able to play CDs but it would also be able to play uh, MP3s. Oh, okay. I think you are able to stream like different internet channels and stuff on there. Interesting. And it was all open source. Okay. And uh, it was really cool. It was a huge thing. Like everybody used it like that. It was uh, when I was like, you know, in junior high, high school. Yeah. Everybody downloaded that because that's just what you did so that you were able to listen to your music, right? Sure. Uh, if you're burning CDs and all that, because yeah. that's what we did. We burned CDs. <laughs> <laughs> we did. I, I remember doing that. We yeah. had uh, LimeWire though. Yeah, LimeWire, but yeah. Yeah, let's see. But you'd use Winamp to also play those MP3s. Oh, okay. Um, so that company, Winamp, got bought out by somebody, and I can't remember who it was. But the guy that owned Winamp went and created this DAW called Reaper. Okay, it's an open source, um, and it's not freeware necessarily, so it's not free to use. But they give you like unlimited time to try the software out oh and it's 60 bucks if you do want to buy a license oh we're like just for reference for people that don't quite know like just how silly that is i mean if we wanted to get into pro tools it's like 600 dollars a year it's insane <laughs> to be able to use yeah. pro tools a year yep uh logic which is like what we use is called it all these are called digital audio workstations so DAWs is what we call them um Logic is another one that's made by Apple. That's two hundred bucks for that. That's yeah. kind of cool because you only pay two hundred dollars once, and yeah. it basically gets you covered. I haven't heard anything about them, you know, doing something where we have to pay for any upgrades. Well, recently I had a a, a client friend um, that had Pro Tools, and we ran into the same issue. Um, there was this like hiccup in in his version of pro tools and we decided to install logic mm-hmm. and then we couldn't because yeah, of the you have to. operating system wasn't current yeah and it's not like it was you know like 10 versions old it was like two versions old yeah so you have to have literally the current operating system gosh i think there's a way to go back to the to what works though for your current operating system yeah so what we ended up doing was with that flash uh we had to create a boot drive that I could boot up from on a, on a USB stick mm-hmm. so I could open the app store, have him log in under his yeah. iTunes account and then download it and, and install it on his main hard drive. Okay. So that's the workaround, but I think it, there's another workaround too. I think you go into your purchase, purchase history, history, 
and then you can actually go in there and click download, and it'll say, well, you can't download the most recent version, but you can download this one. Because I had to do it Maybe. on this computer that I'm using right now because yeah. I'm running High Sierra on so it right that's, now. So that's if you already own it, though. Oh, he didn't so own, he it didn't own it before. Oh, yeah. okay, yep. I think it, it yep. does depend on yeah. when you first bought it. But, like, for, for his version of Pro Tools, he can't run the current OS. Yeah. Because they don't support it yet. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, that's a pain in the ass. So it's ridiculous. Pro There's Tools has always oops. been bad with that. Yeah. I don't think, you know what, I think a few of the other ones, like, I don't think Logic, or sorry, Live is always, like, super up-to-date. Like, I think you have to wait a few months after a new yeah. operating system is released for Apple. It's almost like you have to go Windows 10 route just to be safe nowadays yeah. with some of that. It's ridiculous. Windows 10's a pain. Yeah. I, I look at it, and I'm just like, this isn't Windows anymore. You know, like, <laughs> Windows 7 was, like, my jam. My jam was Windows 95, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Windows 95 and Windows XP. Like, yeah. that's what I grew yeah. up on. And Yeah, my parents had that, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean that's that's what we had on our family. I computer. think that was that was Sorry. a slight jab there. Sorry, no, I didn't mean it like that at all. <laughs> it's all right. No. I'm I'm turning 36 in a few days. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that old. I'm only what nine, almost nine years older than you. I am nine About years. That, yeah, you know, maybe eight and some change. Yeah, that's not that old. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> that's funny, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's uh, like going back to what we were talking about there. Um, yeah. F- for my first gig. We went yes. We were talking day. about that. Yeah. We went off on a I don't completely know how I, different I never remember there. that. I don't know how I actually I'm, came I'm back. I'm glad that you got back to that. So, I mean, yeah, you went to Dos Gringos, which is, again, that's a weird place to have yeah. your gig because I don't remember. I know the one in Tempe used to have bands playing there. Yeah. So, I don't I, I don't ever remember the one in Mesa. So, it was just an acoustic duo. You know, like both mm-hmm. the guys were singing, that kind of thing. So it wasn't like a full band. But uh, we played Pride and Joy, which mm-hmm. I didn't actually know at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. They told me play 145. And this was when I was just starting. Like, it was my first gig, One, literally. 145, okay. <laughs> I know what that is um, at 13 years old. And um, so we played that. And then uh, I think the other one was Before You Accuse Me. There you uh, go. Eric Clapton. Yep. Right? Yeah, I think that's Clapton. If yeah. Donnie was here, he'd school remember. us and tell us how wrong we were. Donnie knows all that. Right. Thanks, um, Donnie, for not showing up and schooling us. Yeah, Donnie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I didn't know either of those songs prior to that gig. Really? That, I think, was when I first discovered how powerful improvisation Dude, would be. I, I would. I believe you that that's, a, uh, that's absolutely... Like a huge thing right there, and yes. jumping, just kind of jumping into it, and just uh, yeah. uh, trial by fire. You yes. know, it's like so many people that I talk to that. Um, I mean, it's not even just talking to, but like most people that are good playing in a band setting, like kind of started off and played with bands. Yeah, on top of like learning their instrument, so it was like there's people that learn their instruments and they're like I don't know afraid to jump off and just be like, all right, I need to play with other people. Mm-hmm. Then there's people that you know, like actually they're like, I want to play music. I want to play music with people. I want to collaborate. And no, it's huge, man. Like I remember growing up, like playing music was, I mean, and playing drums were awesome. Like all by myself, just chilling in the room, listening to a CD player. Yeah. Those things. I love CDs. (laughs) You just win, win amp on there. (laughs) But I remember playing to, playing to songs and like, that was definitely huge being able to play to the songs, but like actually getting other people in front of me. Yeah. And like actually creating music, like even if it was covers, just being able to create these songs and like having to listen to the bass player, having to listen to what the guitar player is doing, making sure I'm not overplaying what the vocalist is doing, you know? I mean, yeah, definitely like I feel like that kind of a thing definitely makes you grow as a musician more than just sitting in a closet and just practicing scales or practicing rudiments, you know? Yeah. Although, you know, with, with the way social media is now, like... I've seen people be perfectly successful with what you just described, you know, being in a closet and then, you know, putting a camera up one day. and nah, straight up. Boom. YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah, we're in a brave new world. But yeah. that'd be incredibly boring to me. Same here. Like, yeah. I like the whole uh, social aspect of it, and I like the collaborative aspect, and I like being, you know, like, I, I like using it as another form of communication, you know, between, yeah. you know, the people that 
I play with, yeah. you know. Yeah. One of the coolest things with that is, um, like, the first time I went to the NAMM show, I remember sitting down at this this booth that had, like, imported, like, Chinese guitars. Mm-hmm. And, and they played really nice, and they sounded okay. Um, and this dude come up. I was just kind of checking something out, and he came up and just started playing a chord progression. And <laughs> you guys started jamming. Yeah, that's didn't awesome. Didn't even speak the same language. Really? Yeah. Okay, so he wasn't zero. He wasn't English. from Merca, huh? No, he. I think he was from somewhere in Europe. Um, but uh, yeah, didn't speak the same language as me, but we knew what each other meant, right, dude? You know? Like uh, the, the music's that universal yeah. language. That yeah. and math, right? <laughs> Supposed right. to be math, but I think it's music, man. I think uh, yeah. music's the emotional. The music uh, is the emotional yeah. language, you know, that we're all able to speak. Well, it is math, you know. Well, technically, you are absolutely right. Yeah. It is frequencies, math. Mm-hmm. And, you know, division and, of frequencies, interactions of frequencies. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. A four forty and all that business. Yeah. You know what blew my mind is octaves of that frequency. So, like, mm-hmm. if you wanted, uh, I can't remember if it's the octave below, but like another a is is half that or double that mm-hmm. you know yeah like that blew my mind when i i figured that out i was like, like whoa what? wait a minute because <laughs> i never really learned that per se you know i knew like low e and up bass is like in the 80 hertz range but i think it's like 88 hertz and then half of that is 44 hertz hmm. which is the octave yeah below. so yeah, i think those are octaves but it's it's weird how the ratio plays out because yeah. it would be i think it's exponential you know it's not like a linear. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. Yeah. I, I, would, I would say that makes sense, but then I'd probably look at it and be like, oh, maybe I wasn't right. It doesn't yeah. make sense. But, yeah, yeah I know what mad. you're talking about. And, like, it's crazy hearing, like, all the people that, you know, talk about, you know, that frequency and then adjusting it and being like, okay, this note actually sounds better if you drop it a few cents. And you're like. <laughs> yeah, like those guys that, that what is it, 300 or Four four hundred thirty two hertz or yeah. whatever it is. They're just like they're like into it. It's like yeah, show up to show up to a jam <laughs> right. with your guitar tuned in four thirty two. Hey, I have my uh, tuned to me. I got my uh, I got my tuner down on the floor set to a four thirty two. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A four thirty two. You got to find a lot of like minded people. At least two other like minded people. I, I think imagine they have like. Villages of people like that throughout, villages. you know, the U.S. Eight, they got the A four thirty two village, yeah, and then we're the uh, we're the Arizona chapter. <laughs> <laughs> got the New York chapter. They grow their own food, yeah, you know. and they still say that, but the New York chapter doesn't like the Arizona chapter as much because they don't think their A three four thirty two is like the right one. <laughs> like we like doing A four thirty one and a half, you know, like they get all like uppity about it. I'm, like, totally making up, like, a scenario here. It's not even, like, a real thing <laughs> well, no, whatsoever. I imagine, I imagine back in the day, at, at one point, there was there had to be an argument over that. I'm sure there was. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, if you think about it, it's probably, in all honesty, it was probably, like, a, a religious kind of thing. Because it, it, was, yeah. it, was the, it was the monks back in the day that basically made all, like, writing down the music and... Yeah, you know, having the actual notation of it and everything like that. So they had to, like, figure out something. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody was just like, you know, I can't speak Latin, so I, uh, I'm not even going to give it a try. But, yeah, I'm sure they were just like, oh, man. Yep. A430 or A440, sorry. Yeah, A432. That's what we were going to go in with. And I wonder if there was that. There was just like during like the Inquisition or something, they're like, you said A432. We're taking you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, just went I mean, a little dark there. They uh They would like straight up kill people for bad composition at one point <laughs> i mean true. that's fact that is very true yeah like uh <laughs> yeah i mean like those uh if you were a jester like in the court there and you sucked and just, <laughs> yep yep same thing same thing with the musicians so like i uh, don't like the way you're playing that lute sir right so we're gonna you know take you out and we're Pretty gonna much. find some just terrible way of killing you would have been like burned at the stake or guillotine right. Gosh, dude, they were they were even worse back in the day. We're gonna put you on like what do they have those like stretchers oh. and all that? And gosh, dude, like the wheel or something like that. Gosh, oh. have you ever watched any of those shows where they talk about just the terrible way like I, we I, used to just torture and kill each other back in the day? I think there used to be a show on Spike TV about that or something that I remember. Yeah, dude, yeah, crazy. Yeah, do you imagine that as a musician? <laughs> like, <laughs> do <Doo-doo-bee. laughs> 
Like, well, uh, hey, on the flip side, at least you would know that you suck. I mean, <laughs> nobody wants to say it anymore. <laughs> if you think about it, like, nobody need to go wants medieval to just on this. Come up to you and say, like, you suck. Like, you shouldn't do this kind of thing. Like that, and, or you might want to go lock yourself in the closet. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're talking years. about that. We don't want to do. Yeah. Well, let's be honest here. Okay. So when I first started and I was playing with my first band, like, I don't think as a collective whole we were like the best thing that's ever happened right yeah but like that experience of playing with you know my crappy you know junior high band you know definitely made me grow in the 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 fact that you know i was just like okay cool when i was in that band we were all just playing parts over each other parts over each other (laughs) over each other and then it's like okay my next band it's gonna be you know me playing my drum part making sure i'm listening to that bass player making sure my bass drum parts playing with him Making sure if a guitar player does something kind of cool, I'm going along with them. You know, if yeah. the vocalist really does a kick, like I'm like it makes you like it makes you listen and it makes you kind of think about you know you yeah. know outside okay. of yourself. And no, that was definitely like something that growing up and learning how to do all that um, that made me grow a lot as a musician. Totally. And you know what you just said, I think that's the same reason a lot of musicians that you meet are empaths. You know, they're very empathetic to people, yeah. uh, very perceptive of feelings and that kind of thing. I think you kind of um, have to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. it's, 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 I mean there, there's, a, there's a reason when you, you guys do your guitar solos, you know, you're making these goofy faces. Yeah. Not because you're like, oh, man, I just got to do this because that's how, uh, you know, I've seen people oh, do it, you know, on TV. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's just like you seriously, it's like yeah, you, it's, you have an emotional just like thing come over you, yeah. you know. I have the same thing when I play drums. Like, there's fills that I do where I know I'm just making the dumbest face ever. Like, I know I've watched back videos. Like, somebody's, like, posted on YouTube or Facebook, and I'm just like, ah, ah, ah. Could somebody please not ever record my dumb face when I'm playing drums ever again? I do the same thing. <laughs> and, you know, lately, I've, I look so tense, you know? <laughs> well, like, yeah, you're, you've only been these... dealing with some stuff there with your, yeah. your phalanges. Yeah. I remember, uh, you remember Harry Luge, right? Yeah. Yeah, so when I was playing for Harry, man, I always felt bad because he, I mean, I was always kind of, I met him when I was like 15 or 16, somewhere in there, and he was always, you know, saying, hey, try this, hey, try this, yeah. and that was one thing I've, I always felt bad about is I, like, no matter how hard I tried at the stage presence thing, like, when I'm hurting, man, it's just, like, oh, yeah. I, you, I can't break out of whatever that is. I believe it. You know? It makes it hard. It makes it hard. But do you ever find that it uh, once you're in the zone, like you don't feel it as much? Yes. Or does no. it take you out of the zone? It it kind of it, it's irregular. Honestly, like I have to. I take uh, that uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory called diclofenac. Um, wow, you said a lot of words right yeah, there. NSAID, like ibuprofen or okay, uh, yeah. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Okay. Whew. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying now. So you said like Tylenol. It's like uh, naproxen sodium. I forget the Aleve. Aleve is one. I forget the exact name of it, but naproxen sodium. It's a little bit stronger than naproxen sodium. Um, so it's a very, very small dose, and mm-hmm. it's just enough to make me feel pretty much normal. Okay. But if I have like a week long at gigs... By that last End day, it, man. Beat up, oh, huh? Yeah. Um, and then, like, two or three times a year, I have to take prednisone just to kind of, like, reboot all that or, or you know, send all that uh, that mass back there so it kind of heals a little bit. Yeah. Um, my, my wife has to do uh, prednisone in the back of her neck right here. Like, oh. she has, like, really bad, like, what do they call those? Sub. A bulging sub disc? something. No, she doesn't have that. She's dealing with the. Uh, what do they call that? Um, I can't think of that. Your bones are all messed up. Arthritis? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> She's yeah. dealing with some arthritis back there and bone spurs, but also something going on like with her muscles because of all that. And yeah. what do they call it? Suboccipitals, I think is what they call these. They get all pissed off. And they, yeah. they have to go in there and do the uh, 
probably gives his own headache or something. Oh yeah, no, she's like, oh. miserable when yeah. those things are, and which is like most of the time, like they're inflated yeah. because like her whole shoulders are messed up. Because it can be debilitating. Yeah. No, it absolutely is. And yeah. so, I mean, just just understanding what she goes through and hearing that you're kind of dealing with the same stuff, but you yeah. know, it affects your hands, what you do everything with, right? Yeah. And then true. you also, you know, make a living with it. That's brutal, yeah. man. I yeah. hope that uh, I hope that you're able to figure that out sooner than later. Like that's so rough, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, you know, it's it's not my time to me. I'm a Christian. I believe it's God's time. So there you go, buddy. That's yeah, good. I'll wait. There you go, man. That's awesome. So I mean, like, there's got to be a light at the end of the tunnel for this. Like, yeah, there has to be. I'm sure there is. Like, you know, and I'm willing to walk through an open door when it's put in front of me. There you go. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's also kind of cool, too, that you're looking at doing a little bit more of the recording and stuff. Yeah. That, that's... That, 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 that makes it so you can, uh, when you're recording, you're able to jump in and kind of do your thing. And it's not like you're doing it, like, hours upon hours at a time right. playing, you know, right. songs it, over and over. At the same time, you know, I was talking earlier about how it has to be the right amount of rest and, and yeah. exercise and that kind of stuff. So what's interesting is too much exercise will basically ruin any chance I have of playing um, because it irritates my my nerves mm-hmm. and my my small precise movements are pretty much inaccessible. Hmm. Um, so I become kind of club handed and I have to think more simply and I can play like that. Yeah, but it's not myself. Um, but when I exercise on a, a really strong anti-inflammatory like prednisone, mm-hmm. it comes back. Hmm. So it's it's bizarre, but it it if I do that uh, three times a year, it pretty much keeps me going with that arm. Um, but it's not a permanent solution for sure. Hmm. Um, but it's got me through five years, five years now. Um, That's awesome, man. Yeah. How often so, do you have to go in? I can't remember if you said that or not. I'm sorry. How often do I to have go to? and get uh, pregnisone? Oh, um, I just do the the little small, you know, pyramid pack where you take like six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, so they don't have to inject it? No. Okay. No. I have done that um, in conjunction, like in in the first couple years, like I I was really struggling. Yeah. Um, but I I it came back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I had. Maybe maximum the first couple of years I had like two, three injections, mm-hmm. so, and I how, did prednisone a couple of times. How old were you when you first started dealing with this? Twenty. Twenty, dude. Dang. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. And was it something that you noticed prior to that, or was it really around twenty where you're just like, oh my gosh, what is happening to me? It's weird. It. I was like, you know, something feels different. Like. I'm I'm reaching for things in different ways, like on the fretboard, yeah. of course. Um, and I noticed that I couldn't quite hit things the same way with my third finger and my pinky. Mm. And it just didn't feel right. Um, and that gradually got worse. And I was like, okay, there's something going on. Yeah. You know, to the point that at 21 years old, I went in and I decided to have surgery. And, of course, that doctor made it sound like, oh, yeah, three weeks, you're going to be... Yeah, not so much. Normal. And here I am six years later. Wow, man. Um, that's crazy. That's the, that's the same kind of stuff my wife deals with. Like, yeah. she just, like, nobody can figure out what the heck she's dealing with, you know? Yeah. She finally had an MRI, MRI, but it's, like, yeah, it's infuriating. Just, like, in her case, like, just seeing, like, that it's just, like, she just wants relief, man. Like, yep. she just wants to be able to live her life. She just wants to be able to do stuff that she wants to do without being in pain. Yeah. And nobody has an answer for her. And it sounds like, in your case, your best shot at an answer was up in Washington. Yeah. And your Still insurance is. doesn't want to help you. It and then COVID yet. happened. Like, yeah. that's infuriating. Yeah. It's like, let's add a little plague to your situation. Right. <laughs> and at this point, like... A little bubonic. <laughs> people people are having a hard time being isolated. And I mean, I am too, but, like, I, I was kind of already in this weird, like, isolation mindset because of all this. Like, I don't... I quit going to the gym. Yeah. I, I used to work out sometimes twice a day, seven days a week. Wow. And 
I quit mountain biking. I, I like, could imagine, man, like if your hands, especially like if you're already worried about them getting hurt, you don't want to yeah, no, hurt I, them more. And I'm okay with that, Yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, when they said quarantine, I'm like, hmm, mm. you know, just another bring it on at the office. Right. <laughs> like it's how I've been living life here already. Yeah. Yeah, man. I've been, uh, I'm trying to think like I've been kind of dealing with, uh, what do they call that? So you got carpal tunnel and then there's a uh, cubital tunnel. Subital tunnel, subital, cubital, yeah, subital. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess it's actually up in here. Somewhere. Oh, I'm sorry. Guillain's canal is this one, okay. and then cubital tunnel is yeah. this that yeah. they cut open. On. So I had a doctor that thinks that that I'm dealing with that because my like my hands are like this at any point because I sleep like this at night, right? Yeah, like, like really like. Or if I'm mm-hmm. like checking out my iPad, and I'm like doing it like you know that close, like yeah. my fingers right here go numb. That doctor in Washington talked specifically about that mm-hmm. because he calls us a pronated nation, which pronated. there's supinate, mm-hmm. you know, think like cup of soup, and mm-hmm. our feet do the same thing, just kind of the other way, and pronate. Okay. So this is unnatural for humans. Yeah. We're, we're made to do this, you know, pick fruit and, and that kind of thing. Like our bodies are made to do that, not this, not yeah. that, and, uh, you know, like your iPad, like... Yeah. Look at the position of my my arms. Yeah, like totally. That is not. Yeah. No, you're, you're like even like drumming, man. Like I don't like to be completely flat when I'm doing it. I'm usually yeah. like this kind of a. Yeah. And like really, I mean, really, what's probably the most natural feeling would be a little bit more of a French grip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think they call this. I think this is American. I think this is German. I think that's French. I think that's American, where you have like a forty-five degree angle. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, but you know. Cool. Like all of, everything that we do, we have to focus on. Yeah, and um, having those like nice ergonomics while we're playing. Because I, I, I like, when I see bass players that play like this, like it never uh, it makes. And, and again, I don't play bass, but just seeing this right yeah. here, like that doesn't seem ergonomical at all to me. No, it's not. That looks extremely painful after a while. Yeah. Like it looks like if not, you know, or if you got your strap like way down, yeah, like, way down there. Yeah. Like I could. Well, See, and that, that brings a whole different thing, like, on this side, if you're dealing with it, right? Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, the classical guitarists have the best yeah, idea right when they play like that, you know? Like, almost straight up, you know? Yeah, no, man, I, I feel like uh, <laughs> we kind of uh, we kind of uh, sabotage ourselves sometimes if we're not really focusing on the uh, ergonomics of how we play. True. And you that's, uh, like, with drum corps and everything, like, spending so much time, like, you know, just honing my ability to, yeah. you know, play like that was something they focused on so much was you know making sure that this stayed straight, making sure that you know we're getting that kind of emotion, not getting a weird motion like this when we're playing. Yeah, like I could imagine playing guitar. Like when you get into some of these kind of things, you could yeah. probably mess yourself up pretty good. Yeah, I've always been pretty light on guitar in general, you know. Um, but yeah. yeah, definitely. I'd imagine some people probably have to fight that, huh? In guitar, where you're kind of like getting this motion as opposed to a this motion like you're turning a doorknob yeah it's i mean it's people do it different ways there's definitely a book that says this is the way to do it Mm -hmm. but you know you got to learn the rules and then yeah but i guess my point is is there is definitely a way to do it so that you don't hurt yourself true true so i mean it's mostly like if you get your strap at the right height that's the right thing yeah you know and then um one of my teachers was a classical instructor he had he would actually, instead of resting the body on his right leg, he would rest it between his legs. Yeah. You know, and Which that is proper classical, classical technique. Yeah. And that really opens up everything except this. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. So I never like, thought about that for a guitarist. Man. No matter that's what. A, that's, a, that's a big deal. Yeah. No matter what you try and compensate, you're always going to be compromised somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like you need to have that, like, away from your body almost there. Like, yeah. kind of going upward, I would imagine. Like, kind of upward and out. To yeah. make sure that you're, but you're still kind of have to worry about that. You know, yeah, no, man, this, this is how complicated playing music is sometimes, <laughs> or playing an instrument is. And it's funny because, you know, there's so many people that don't play music that, you know, think that what we do is like the easiest thing on yeah. earth. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's not. Yeah, I promise you it's not because there's all this stuff we have to think about. And if we don't think about it, we pay for it later. True. Yeah. Gosh, we went on a tangent right there with that. Where did we? Uh... Yeah, we were originally talking about you growing up and oh, yeah, playing yeah. guitar. So, 
My question is, is like when we first started playing together, how old were you? I started playing oh. with Donnie when I was, what, 2013? So I think around that time was when, I, I think that's about the time I met you, actually. Was it that late in the game? That's, how, that's how old. Or, I, sorry, that's when I started playing with Donnie. I started playing at Phillies when I was like 15 because I remember the first couple times I went there, I couldn't drive yet. <laughs> and awesome. um, I think it was 15. And um, what year was that for you when you were 15? So you're what? I'm so bad at math. Are you 27 now? Yeah. I'll take two years off of that. So 20, 19, and then what, 18. So 2008. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. 2008. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been playing in the band with Donnie yet. Yeah, I think I didn't. I didn't end up at the hitching post until um, a friend of mine. Uh, you remember Tiana? Yeah. So her parents uh, told me that Donnie wanted to meet me and play with me, you know? And uh, I was like, I, I had always heard, like, Donnie's this, like, Don. you know, Donnie's the, <laughs> the Telecaster guru. The Donnie of the Donnie I was like, band. yeah, I want to see what this guy's all about, you know? And uh, I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. I love Donnie, oh, man. man. We always had a good time having you come out. I wish you'd come out more, but totally understand with the yeah. fact that, you know, I think I am going to what you deal with. I am going to be able to get out there, um, not not hitching post, but where are you guys playing at? Yeah, we're playing at uh, AJ's. And uh, the last podcast, I got to kind of tell the internet here. Yeah. Um, we, we were all shut down as of the last uh, podcast. But now things have kind of changed for us. Everything's opened up again. Uh, we are playing at AJ Sports Grill again. We're doing that every, uh, for September, we're doing it every uh, Friday night, Saturday night from 8 to 10. Sorry, 6 to 10, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at night. Okay. And then Sunday, we're doing our normal Sunday fun day thing from 4 to 8. At Hitching Post? No, at AJ. Oh, at AJ. Sorry, when I say our normal Sunday fun day thing, gotcha. I just mean time-wise, 4 gotcha. to 8. So thank you for Sorry. clarifying yeah. that. So that's all three of those, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're all at AJ Sports Grill. Okay. Only thing is, is we got to be good and not dance. That's so hard. You got to not dance, and then you've got to, when you're walking into the bar and walk into your seat, you have to wear a mask. And when you're leaving, you have to wear a mask. Man. If we don't do that, we get shut down. <laughs> and well, that, I mean, it sucks having to wear a mask. Small price to pay. Though. It's a small price to pay to be able to go out and watch live music, and you know, being able to you know get out of your house. Yes, because no matter how much we don't want to wear masks, like if we fight that, like we just get shut down, and it's yeah. happened too many times for us to you know mess around with it. Yeah. So just please, if you do come out and hang out with us, please just wear the mask coming in and leaving, and just please just. Adhere to the no dancing policy. I know it stinks, but it's so much better just to be able to see each other and look at each other's face and being able to listen to music yeah. and being able to actually uh, uh, converse with people, you know, not on a phone or on a video yes. conferencing screen. Like, man, I've so, missed that. I'm so sick of looking at screens, man. I'm going to go cross-eyed. <laughs> Josh, over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, so... AJ Sports Grill, we're hanging out there, so that'd be cool if you came out, man. Bring your amp with you and all that fun stuff. Definitely will. I think we got some room on the board there so we can plug in and all that jazz. Sick. Sweet. Man. Gonna do it. Should be a good time. What day do you think you're gonna come out? <sighs> I gotta look at my calendar, but I'll, I'll text you and uh, we'll figure it out. Sweet, man. You should yeah. get your mom out there. Yeah. Your mom and Richard, I haven't seen those guys in a while. Yeah, they've actually been... Uh, been quarantined uh but i think this is their last couple days here they're um, quarantined huh yeah so long story short my grandpa who's up in cholo got sick oh no um he just kind of got you know tired and didn't want to wake up and or didn't want to get out of bed right yeah uh so my mom went up and and they checked on him and everything come to find out he has covid oh no or he had covid yeah my ninety-three-year-old, dang, diabetic. Wow, like the one of the worst, you know, with terminal groups of people. stage four, dang, prostate cancer. Wow, beat COVID. Good for him, man. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and my grandma beat it as well. Um, wow, man. So that's like, it's it's one hundred percent a miracle. 
That's like, awesome. One hundred percent. If I've ever seen a miracle in my life. Good for them, man. I'm glad to hear so. it sounds like your mom and Richard are all right too, huh? Yeah. So they're they're doing fine. They haven't even had any symptoms. So oh, good um, for them, man. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Man, yeah, when this stuff it's crazy when it like hits home. Like when it's somebody close to you, you're just like Yeah. Well, I mean I like uh one of one of our colleagues at Whiskey Row uh passed away from it. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely devastating right um yeah dj steel and um i just you know you you don't really like he looked like a healthy guy to me 41 years old and um, it seems like it affects everybody different yeah like totally that's uh that's all i keep hearing is that it does affect people different and again it's like don't really think about it until it hits it's close to home there yeah that's a real bummer i'm sorry to hear about that about dj steel there yeah um, and I'm glad your parents are all right. And I'm glad to hear your grandparents came out of it, man. That's crazy to hear. Like that sounds like your grandparents are like the 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 worst possible group. I know. I was like, nobody's going up there. Like grandma, don't go anywhere. I was all talking to her about it. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's just this happy-go-lucky person. I love my grandma so much. Yeah, well, and, you got it, man. You got to yeah. love your grandma. And you it's, uh, and we're gonna. I'm going up in a few weeks to show though. Actually, oh, to go cool. hang out. Next week, I think it's next week. I'm going up to Sholo to go hang out with my grandparents. Nice. Yep. They're yeah. Right there on Central and Dusa Clubs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's, that's like less at. than a mile from from where they're at. Oh, nice. So Crazy. We're like neighbors up there. Pretty much. <laughs> Small town. That's right. That's why we, we love Sholo. And we got uh, our buddies over there in Highway 260 telling us we got to go up there and play all the time. Yeah. It'd be a fun place. Yeah. We played up at uh, not too far from there at that uh, Honda. Honda, Honda, yeah, Honda Casino. Honda Casino. Yep. Yeah, that's cool in Lakeside, place. isn't it? I think, yeah, I think it's called Lakeside. I'm not too good at those little small towns <laughs> yeah, up there. It's all good, man. But yeah, and then there's another cool place up there that's called I think it's the Lions Den. I'm trying to think Something. if that's the place that um, that Dustin keeps telling us that we need to go to. He's got a few places up there. He yeah, keeps telling us to play at. Yeah. Which one of these days, hopefully summertime, we, you know, smart and we go up there and play. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because, well, we had to, we just got done with 50 days uh, straight of 110 plus weather. Oh. <laughs> we, yeah. like, smashed the record. <laughs> you 50 know, but, plus days of 110. Like, I went for a walk today and I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's 103 out. Like, I could <laughs> <What a> run. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they all feel the same to me because I'm pretty much inside anyways, you know. <laughs> Right. AC feels about 78 all the time. Air conditioning. <laughs> Bless it. Yeah. You know, it was weird to me when I first started, like, traveling with music. Mm-hmm. I was maybe, I think it was 18, and I started to realize, like, there are places that don't have air conditioning. Yeah. No, man, when I uh, lived in Minnesota most of my life growing up there, our house did not have air conditioning. Yeah. It wasn't until, like, a Maybe three years, maybe five years before I moved down here, but I'm pretty sure it was like maybe two or three years before we moved down here is when we first got air conditioning. Wow. And yeah, other than that, it was just the open the windows, turn the fans on, or we'd have like a window air conditioning unit. Oh, yeah. That's also what I remember in the summer. So we had just a window air conditioning unit in our living room that would, you know, cool down like a, I feel like we lived in like a 900 square foot house. But it's like that was all we had was like a window unit, yeah. and it was and it was so humid up there. Like you'd see the window units just like dripping water. Like, oh man! Yeah, you just see it dripping. It was like a never stopped, just always That's going. So crazy. But yeah, that was that was very foreign to me. Like the first time I saw that, I was like, "You don't have what? You it's like you don't air conditioning. You don't have indoor plumbing. <laughs> Where did I go to? <laughs> I don't even believe this is the place." <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I think uh, one of one of the things that I'm really really grateful for back to, you know, my my musical upbringing here um, was in high school. Mm-hmm. S- some of the best music teachers I've ever had were in high school. I agree, and I didn't realize it at the time. Right, not um, until you're all done. Yeah, and I I really really. Like, I definitely got a lot out of it, and mm-hmm. I was always, you know, I would even hang out with them at lunch sometimes, yeah. just shoot, shoot yeah, the too. conversation. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I could have done that more yeah. looking back. And um, I definitely did a lot of it. So it might have been 
annoying to them if I would have done that. But, um, yeah, by my, my senior year of high school, I had five music classes. Yeah, no, I was the same way, man. I think yeah. I, I think I, uh, I had my letter and I had yeah. like, I think I lettered like 10 times in band or something. <laughs> yeah. Just something yeah. stupid like that. Like just all the little metal things that they put on there for the letter. Yep. Yeah, just a stupid amount of time. Yeah, my my senior year, I had a full schedule just because I was like in as many <laughs> band classes I could be in. That's awesome, nerd. Yep. You know, well, I mean, for us, it's like kids the candy store kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I I had no real reason to be at school. I think I had like maybe two like classes I absolutely needed to graduate, and then it was just like band, 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 band. Yeah. And uh, jazz band. I did jazz band where I had to be there at, like, 6 in the morning. You know, like, there's never a time in my life that I would wake up that early. Yeah. Except for music. (laughs) I remember, you remember uh, Bob Edgar? Yep. He's over at Williamsfield now. One of the most amazing human beings I've ever met Mm -hmm. in my life. Yeah, I I actually recorded Rich here, dude, a few weeks ago. I, I love Rich. I haven't talked to him in forever. Yeah, we got. I'm big, I keep threatening him that we're going to get him on the podcast here. So, oh, you should, man. Yeah. He's he's so cool. No, he's uh, awesome. Great human being. Great people. Yeah, definitely. Bob's great people too. Yeah. Do you know Bob was in a band back in the day? No way. Yeah, called Abel Kane. Abel Kane. He was the lead singer. No way, dude. Yeah, they have stuff like on Facebook. You need to go check that. That out. makes so much sense now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Well, Josh, I, I'm sorry. I just realized we are an hour and seven minutes into this, so um, oh, okay. Um, before we go, I mean, is there anything huge that you got coming up here that everybody needs to kind of uh, keep their eyes out for when it comes to uh, Josh Blixt sphere here? Definitely, this band that I'm working with right now. I'm really excited for them, and um, there's some big opportunities that are going to kind of coincide with that. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that. Do they have know? any social networks or? Inter interweb. I don't think they have anything. anything yet. So they're they're pretty fresh. They're fresh. That's awesome, yeah. man. What's their name? One more time, just so everybody can kind of listen out for them. The Acre Claim. The Acre Claim. Yep. That's awesome, man. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I'm excited to hear what you guys do. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Awesome. Well, so. thank you so much for hanging out, Josh. It's been uh, it's been cool. Anytime, man. Sweet man. You have a wonderful week, everybody. And Josh, thank you so much for hanging out. We will see you guys next week.